Welcome to Rich Conversations. This is another segment of Rich Answers. However, today we're going to do something a little different than what we've been doing uh, previously. Today we're still going to answer a question, but instead of it coming from past guests, it's going to come from what I've been hearing or been asked about the last week, and that's how was your trip to Miami? So let's get into it. All right. So this is something I'm experiencing in life where I don't necessarily know how to answer like, how are you doing? Or what's new? Uh, or how was Miami? Like, what what do you guys feel? Are you supposed to be honest and and share? Or are you supposed to just like, is it just like a greeting and you, you just kind of you know, oh, it was good, or I'm doing good, or, uh, you know, same old, like, because that couldn't be more from the truth, you know, like, each day I wake up, like, excited for to do what I'm gonna do. I'm excited for the morning routine that we've discussed, uh, it's cool to know that you're, you're, uh, you have so much agency in your life and you can, if you have dreams, or I, I hope we all have dreams, like each day you can work towards it and you take action uh, and steps towards it and that's exciting. So like each day is, is something new and and like each, each day, each week, like life is new and things are new and so I don't really know how to answer those but... Uh, so instead, I thought, here we have an opportunity to talk more about our trip to Miami and talk about it more uh, in depth so that uh, if people do want an expanded version of the summary of my trip to Miami, they can watch it on YouTube or they can listen to it on the podcast. So why don't we do that? Uh, Miami. So we went to Miami. I first went to Miami in like 2010. And I was 21, and it was f actually for like, uh, so I was in a fraternity in college, and uh, we sent me and two others to leadership school, which took place on this cruise where there's like classes on the cruise, and um, we stayed in Miami for like one or two nights, uh, but, you know, so long ago, I, I got an impression of it, but uh, let's say last year in May... Uh, Ken Ferguson and Matt Bones and I went to Miami and this was the first trip we took since COVID and so it was, it was like pretty new to us and, and Ken first approached me with the idea of like hey you want to take a trip somewhere and I was like I was like where are you thinking he's like Miami <laughs> and I was like uh yeah yeah because Miami too now a couple things are happening where I'm, I'm like, and this is what I told people on the trip in Miami is like, uh, in Chicago, I, I, I don't mind. I actually, I actually kind of love the harshness of the Chicago winter where in, especially like early February, there's like a two week stretch where it's just like below 20 degrees and just like, just, oh man, it's tough. Um, 
Well, I actually kind of enjoy that because it, it presents a lot of opportunity for solitude outside, especially like imagine yourself, which this is, this is what I've done numerous times is like go downtown and there's no one out and it's like 5 p.m. Right. And, and I'm in Millennium Park and I just like smoke a cigar and I'm the only one there because it's so cold and you have this intimate relationship with the building and the city uh, because it's so cold and same thing on the like if I've taken a, a walk on the lakefront path by the lake It's just like there's no one out there and in the city of over uh, the city itself of over three million or three million people. It's like That experience is really enjoyable to me. However, it is like This is the spring the like transition to summer where it's like 30 to 50 degrees and gray every day for two months and that that's what i have the most trouble with um so i've been wanting and this is since like 2017 i've been kind of doing this where i take a trip somewhere warm every year and uh last year was miami and uh, again i was like <laughs> miami so i'm looking for snowbird kind of locations or, or places to uh Kind of build a relationship with in life um, every year and every year you look forward to that time so I've been scouting I didn't have to scout too long I don't think I, I, just, I just like and, and we'll probably get into this a little bit but I'm more interested in Miami and the Caribbean than I am the Southwest and logistically from Chicago it's like a three-hour flight um, the Latin culture there is is like so strong and so prevalent. It's like the capital of the Caribbean, it feels like. There's so many different types of people. And another thing too is, uh, you know, conversations we've had with other people in, in different industries and my own like kind of research and uh, observations, ears on the ground, eyes in the sky. <laughs> uh, a lot of cool stuff is happening in Miami and it seems like a lot of forward thinking is being embraced there. And I think it's it's going to play a pivotal role in the 21st century, especially it being probably the first American, uh, major American city that has to uh, make moves to address the effects of climate change. Um, so all eyes, I feel like, are on Miami, but they're embracing innovation and creativity and just like new ways of thinking and you know that's attracting that's i i want to um experience it and see it firsthand kind of what's happening so uh all these kind of factors are, are leading into it and just the fact just like being somewhere where it's like every day 80 degrees sunny like you don't have to worry about it like uh there's water and beach it's you know, and great nightlife, <laughs> like that, that's that's a that's a pretty strong argument right there. Uh, so that's how we decided to go to Miami, and I'm I'm very fortunate, very grateful that I have a, a friend who lives in Miami. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to spend time with him because he was uh, on a business trip out of town. So I was I was in his place in Miami Beach um for a week and uh when i got there 
it's it's pretty nice. So it's like on Miami. It's in Miami Beach on like on the beach. Honestly, like what my favorite thing of if we're talking about like things to do, my favorite things to do. It's like my morning routine every day is like my favorite part of the day, and I love doing it. And the version that I'm on now is an extension of what I did in Miami last year. Where like last year at the Airbnb, I'm just like sitting out in the courtyard with like palm trees. Palm trees to me, um, and I, I've asked people, I've met a bunch of Miamians there. <laughs> what are the, this is a dumb question, but I asked what they thought about oak trees. Because to me, like an oak tree has a lot of symbolism and, uh, you know, it's, it's representative of, of, you know, where I live and I see it and, uh, you know, what palm trees means to them. Because to me, uh, coming from Wisconsin and, and the north, it's like, uh, it's like a symbolism of relaxation and revitalism. I think that's a word, revitalism or uh, vacation tropical fun <laughs> so uh being around palm trees and then just like the weather being able to be outside and just wear like shorts and a tank top that's that's pretty cool where you don't have to worry it's like the same the same weather all the time you don't have to like strategically <laughs> you don't have to put more effort into what you are gonna wear for the day because uh, you kind of know you know, whereas like I, I've discussed before, I purposely have like a, a a restriction on colors that I wear so that it limits my mental energy I expend in the morning when I'm selecting the clothing that I that I wear for the day. Um, but being out there and then just letting your mind wander. And at the time, this was like uh, 11 months ago, like thinking or not thinking just letting your mind wander with no like time limit you know where you don't have to you feel like you have to uh just do something right away you know a vacation um and i've implemented that more into my routine where it's now like you know it's just like a little bit more just being in the moment uh, for a period of time during a inspiring time uh, so that being said so morning routine in Miami kind of doing the same thing except now you got the ocean right there and the waves and it was a little too loud so what I would do is like keep the door open a little bit so I could hear the ocean and then inside uh, there there was an espresso machine so I made espresso multiple espressos <laughs> everybody just like slamming these espressos reading writing um thinking and not thinking and then then finally getting to the day uh how it kind of went i realized i'm not really a beach person first of all it's such a process you gotta like uh <laughs> i'm still my uber driver this you gotta like uh, put sunscreen all over yourself and if you go to the beach, it's kind of like a trip. So you got to take your backpack, you know, all the things I may need, you know, headphones and uh, notebooks and books, other, all the sorts of 
you got the agenda book, the like journal book, the idea book, the uh, then the actual like reading book. Um, and then you got to bring water, a towel, all these different things. And then it's like, then you're lying in the sand. And, uh, you know, sometimes the, the wind, I don't know, it wasn't this windy last May when I went, but it was this time. So it was like pretty windy and you get sand, you got to deal with sand. And it, it's just like, I was wearing my backpack and then it, it takes all the sunscreen off. But I realized that until I got scorched on my back. Um, and I'd only be there for like two hours. I, I, I just, I'm not someone who just like lies on the beach on vacation. Like if I'm on vacation, I like to explore. I like to explore. And this is uh, what I love most about like traveling. And it's something, you know, it doesn't take, this is my favorite thing to do. And it doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of whatever, but just like walking around and just observing and it's like your mind is processing all the new information. Say like in Chicago or, or like anywhere you, where you live, you, you become, not I won't say jaded, but you've seen everything. Everything is so familiar to your, your senses. But when you go somewhere new, you have new smells, new, new sights, new sounds, uh, new feels. You know, you can feel, you can breathe the air and it's it's different. Um, uh, what other senses I'm missing? Sight, smell, hear, touch, taste. Yeah, a lot of great food down there. And the Latin food, oh man, so good. Empanadas all the time. Some Peruvian food. Um, but just like being somewhere new, observing, you're gathering new information. You know, from the architecture to the clothes people are wearing to the styles that they, they do their hair or, or like uh, I said what they wear. But every like everything is is a piece of information and that you can think and store in your mind and process it and, and kind of like what it means or create kind of a larger picture of it. Um, from the cracks on the sidewalk to the like fauna and the flora all these things uh provide information to you about a place uh so that's what i love exploring and miami um especially the the architecture i've been telling people this for a while and even in uh, one of our episodes coming up, talk about the materials. I'm so fascinated by materials lately. I'm so curious about it. Uh, talk after talking to the Montsor scientists, uh, material engineering, like everything in the world in the universe is made up of atoms. And what makes things what they are is how they're assembled. And and so there, there's so. Each city is using different materials, right? Because each city is dealing with different circumstances, you know? So like Chicago, the materials, the buildings say in Chicago need to, need to withstand, you know, the harsh cold and, and, and snow and things like that. Whereas like Miami, the, the heat, the humidity, the, um, the, the water and the sun and all, all that type of stuff. 
So they're, all the buildings are like white and with like teal trim and just like so cool looking. It's like you can design it anywhere, any, anywhere you want and any way you want, but it has to be white and like these materials. Um, so I just, I just love exploring all of that. And like, what do things look like? What, what are people talking about? Um, that's really exciting to me. So I did those. So I write in the morning that I'm out exploring and then at night I made mojitos. That's how I make mojitos. And uh, I got mint leaves at the same place we got mint leaves the last time in Miami Beach uh, last year. Mint leaves are kind of hard to find. Like if you don't have a car, then you have these like bodegas or these convenience stores, but they don't don't have mint leaves in my experience. Um, and then so, so I'd write in the morning, go out, go to the beach or go to the museum, the science museum, the frost museum, which now I've gone like four times in the last year because I get reciprocity with my membership at the field museum in Chicago. So, uh, so then at night I'm drinking mojitos and then I'm writing again and just kind of like, uh, I love trips because they give me kind of takeaways of things I've been working on uh, recently and in, in my goals and also life like it's kind of like a re reflection or an inflection point of like okay what have we been doing okay where do we want to go how do we get there um, and and that's what I love most about trips and and doing that uh, it's fun so I'd, I'd be drinking mojitos I'd be writing for like two hours and I would have the NBA playoffs in the background on mute so I'm like watching like everything that's going on. Um, and then on Friday, we went to this place called the Broken Shaker in uh, Miami Beach. So we go there and it's like a, a pool. When I say we, I mean I. <laughs> There's a pool and then like tables all around. And um, I was there for a little bit. Uh, I talked to a few people, and then on my way out, I brought a cigar with me. So I, so I'm smoking a cigar, and then this French guy comes up to me, asks if I have a lighter. Of course I do, and then uh, he's from Paris. He asked where I'm from. I said Chicago, and he said I hear it's boring there. And that's like the most offensive thing and most ignorant thing I've heard in such a long time. Like, who? Who said that? <laughs> who are you talking to? Who? What are you talking about? Uh, it's like, it was so strange. And then he also said, "You're really leaning into, you know, the Miami thing with the cigar." And I was like, "I said, whoa! Do you know who Al Capone is? Do you know who Michael Jordan is?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "When when you see photos of these people, half the time they got cigars in their mouth." Have you seen The Last Dance, the documentary? Half the documentary, Jordan's got a cigar in his mouth. Like, cigars in Chicago are, like, such a thing. And while I, I do admit that, like, being it, like, Miami embraces that as well. It, it's a place where you can be outside and, like, smoke cigars and everybody's cool with it. And uh, uh, But this is, like, another pattern. This is, like, another thing. Another, like... Uh, Another, what do you call it? Another event or another 
uh, anecdote of this pattern of uh, Parisians, like French, and Euro European Europeans, if we're thinking bigger here, of like an arrogance of like this pretentiousness that their culture is better than everyone else's. Um, and as a bartender in Chicago, like I've, you know, I uh, uh, serve, have served Europeans and generally they tip nothing or like really bad. And it gets to this larger idea of like, Americans have this stereotype of being ignorant and like tr they're never traveling or when they do they're, you know, uh, loud or whatever. Um, but at the same time too, like if I'm traveling somewhere, I'm going to research the history of the place, the culture and like things I should know, right? And it often seems like Europeans don't do that. I'm being general here. Don't do that when they come to America. And it's, it's like this lack of respect for other cultures. Just because a culture is newer um, doesn't mean it's like worse or, or anything. I've noticed this. Um, I'm saying this too. I, I like French culture. I'm drinking a Bordeaux right here. The last uh, live show I went to was at House of Blues early April for uh, Limpetrice. It's just like this uh, kind of electric, funk, uh, just like kind of groovy uh, music. And, and I, I enjoy, they've contributed so much, but it's also like too, I, I don't know if anybody listening or watching has experienced this too. It's just like a little bit of this like arrogance. And uh, we've had Europeans on the show before and they, they've all been great. Although uh, Lakshman, we came on. So when, finally, when someone does come on the podcast from Paris, they're actually from India, and we're talking about like work culture in Paris. And I saw this too when I, this all started when I was visiting Paris in January, 2020, uh, before the pandemic, right? So this is an interesting time. Uh, and like he said, he said like working, you get, to, you get to the office and people spend an hour just like going around saying hi to each other. Then they work for like an hour. Then they take a three hour lunch. It's like three hour lunch. And then you come back and you work for like another hour and then you're done. And then you go drink uh, wine with friends for like five hours. And that's how, that's how they work. Now, I don't know if this is being general or what, but this, these are kind of things. And like when I was in Paris, like the cafes would always close at like three. And like I want, you know, in America, it's just like, just work all the time. So like we got extension cords or uh, not extension cords, but like uh, outlets. We got Wi-Fi. We got coffee brewing. We got everything to keep you going. And uh, there it's more like, you know, pleasure and luxury and opulence and enjoying the finer things in life, smoking cigarettes and drinking wine outside. But I will say, like, if I'm drinking red wine, which I usually prefer, always prefer, uh, I try to get a Bordeaux. This all being said, is like, uh, so after I, I, I talk, I then just like switch conversations and I talked to this woman who was actually backpacking through South America and she was in Miami to get a new phone 
because she wanted like better photos for like her trip and stuff. And it was it was just interesting talking to her and her experiences, Colombia, Peru, uh, Guatemala, Nicaragua. Uh, it was just a good night. And then, uh, what was this? But then they were. I met some people. They were telling me about Little Havana and um, going out more in like Wynwood or Midtown, because that's where more of the Miamians hang out. Whereas like Miami Beach, where I was staying, there's a lot of tourists, and you can tell all the tourists. <laughs> it's pretty uh, obvious, and it seems like too. I mean, any kind of area that's uh, has a lot of tourists, they play up like the culture. So I don't, there's all these fancy cars around, but I don't know if anybody actually owns them. I feel like they're like rented to give this like, uh, experience of like what, you know, I don't what you, what you hear in like, uh, rap songs or pop culture or, you know, images like that. <laughs> so the next day I went to Little Havana and... Felipe Hernandez, who's been on the show, great friend. Um, he was talking about Cali Ocho and going there. So I went over there, uh, had a Cubano sandwich, and bought some cigars. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I walked in. So there's all these like different shops. So this is known as like the, uh, the Cuban neighborhood. So there's all these little cigar shops. And so I just decided to go into one of them because I did in my mind have the intention of buying cigars. So I go in and I, I, I like don't know what, what I'm really uh, looking at. And then, of course, like an attractive woman comes up to me and tells me about like these three cigars. And then what do you know? Like <laughs> those are the ones I, I buy. Uh, and then I gave, I gave some to Felipe. Get a couple of Felipe, and then I got coffee down there. I bet I drink espresso out at places. So there's a Cuban coffee spot, uh, and they roast their own beans there. So I, I bought some coffee there uh, and gave some to Felipe. We tried some yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then at night, I went out to Midtown. And so this, uh, this is kind of where we stayed. We stayed like in the design district, Midtown like a year ago we went to this wine bar called log lapa lapa i don't even know how to say it. lapa something and it's like this outdoor patio with all these tables and then like trees and hanging lights and uh, it was so much fun we went there like three or four times and uh so i was like i'm, I'm just gonna go there and i go there and it's just packed i can't i can't even sit down so uh had a glass of bordeaux over there and then we went over to this this other spot called the Sylvester and this was like our other like hang that we used to go to and went like three or four times it's just like Cuban retro cocktail bar and they would have a DJ and just like bumping reggaeton and just like just you know just bangers and so I was there I got a cocktail and then I just like sat down and I brought my notebook out and I just started writing and then people would just come up to me and start conversations. This is, this was like at least eight people came up. Like as soon as one conversation would end, then like someone else would come up, start a conversation. And, uh, uh, 
one of those conversations was with uh, a young lady and then I was like, hey, we should hang out before I leave Monday night. So then so then we went on a date Monday night, but that's a little bit after this. Um, great time, great night, great vibes. Love, love that place. That's probably my favorite place in Miami to go out. Sunday, went to Fort Lauderdale, a whole trip, because I got a, a seven-day bus pass. And, and so I took the bus up from Miami Beach to like, I don't know, another spot north. That was like an hour and 15 minutes. And then I was meeting Shelby Thomas. We were going to record a podcast episode because uh, she was in Fort Lauderdale for an event. So then I took an I was like, okay, it's getting close on time. I got to get an Uber. So I took an Uber to Fort Lauderdale, like right on the beach on the ocean. Turns out we missed each other. We like miscommunicated. So we just set it for the next morning that we would record in Miami because she was meeting at the University of Miami with some people. Uh, so we stopped at the Frost Museum and recorded there. Uh, Fort Lauderdale, but my Uber driver on the way, she told me about this thing called the Bright Line. And it's like this high-speed rail that goes from West Palm Beach to Fort Lauderdale to Miami, downtown Miami. And that's how I got back. And it was like the most impressive trade or uh, it was so impressive. I was so impressed. It was like so well designed. It was so efficient. It was so uh, clean and uh, fast. I got from uh, Fort Lauderdale to downtown Miami in exactly, exactly 35 minutes. And it was so smooth and the service was incredible. Like that was I was blown away and and getting back earlier to what we were discussing with observing everything around you, you know, like uh, the materials and the art and the architecture and you get a sense of the place in a way. And I'm someone who's very interested in urban planning and just how how a city functions as an ecosystem and everything within it is interdependent and so like how people get around in a city how people move is extremely important and it's a very uh i mean it's 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 a key component and so like taking notes mental notes on the public transportation i feel like that's a um That's an important thing to be aware of. It's like, how how come other trains in America can't be this great? Like, what is preventing that from happening? That's what I'm curious about. And it was like, this was, it was like, yeah, this is 21st century traveling. I, I, I just loved it. And everything now is starting to look like an Apple store to me. Anything that's like remodeled, because it's like the same kind of materials and uh, concepts and theories that go into design in a way like minimal and just like user-friendly and sleek and I don't know but anyways got downtown had some Peruvian food uh, was gonna record the next morning with Shelby so it's kind of an early night next day we go to the Frost Museum and uh, again, the Frost Museum is so cool. I love it. 
and it's not the Field Museum, but it's 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 cool in its own way, you know, like uh, on the this like sixth floor, it's just like a rooftop, and you're right by these buildings and the park, and uh, you over you see all the water. It's pretty great. Uh, the exhibits themselves, they're just like small, and uh, they got aquarium awesome aquarium and just like sea life they have a live things the field museum has all, de all dead things um we recorded there that was so much fun that was the last episode episode 222 check it out shelby is so awesome she's so impressive and her organization is doing incredible work and i love more and more and this is what i i hope people understand and this is why this is kind of like the crux. I don't know the definition of that word. So like, this is like the, the main theme of the podcast is like understanding we are in the 21st century and we have so many tools available to us that it's a matter of eliminating the distractions and using these tools to empower yourself to design not only the, the life that you want to live, but also the communities working together collaboratively to create the communities you want to create in this century. And it's like working together to solve problems. Instead of coming up with excuses or looking to other people or authorities to um, create change or, or get things done, like you can literally do it yourself like and work with other people and we can do it. And we can... We have so much, we have all the information available to us, right? Use this, use our brains and our cognitive abilities to then make moves and do these things. And Shelby's doing that. She's embracing innovative uh, thinking and sustainable revenue models. As far as like science goes, you're often limited. She was saying this as a scientist, you're often limited to like grants that are available through the government or through a, a, um, a corporation. But then a corporation, oftentimes, they're just looking to write a check and check off a box of like corporate social responsibility and stuff like that. But like you're also then competing for those funds with organizations that are also doing great work and kind of like doing similar things as you. Like that's instead of fighting and creating this, uh, culture of competition it needs to be collaborative and open so finding ways to generate revenue on your own that you can then um, not have to rely on that type of funding so she's embraced the art community and with coral reefs installing art installations in the water as coral and that generates ecotourism where people can go and dive and then learn how to dive and be more interconnected with the water and our oceans by checking out these art installations in the water um, and also embracing nfts and having experiences that goes along with those it's so cool um just like the innovative thinking that that she's been embracing and i'm all for it so it's cool it was so cool because she's been on the podcast episode 182, now 222, and 
that's what I hope for like guests too. Like I want to meet everybody that I have on. Like I'm so excited to have them on and um, it's so much fun. Now, before this trip, this, this dates back a while. But anyways, I, I learned my, my AIM girlfriend from seventh grade lives in Miami. So, uh, so I reached out to her and we, we met up. So she picked me up at the museum and, uh, we went to Key Biscayne where she lives and we, we caught up on the ride and then we went to the beach there and the beach there was different than like South beach and mid beach. It felt like an isolated Caribbean Island. The water was calm. There was like no seaweed. Water was really warm. There were palm trees. Uh, whereas like the other beaches, it's just like a lot of sand. So it just felt so, uh, I would say more relaxing. And so we just like hung out in the water for a bit. And then we like left and then I was like, wait a minute, let's go back in the water for a second. You know, like when you take a shower and then you get out and then, then you're like, uh, you know, I think I'm going to jump back in for a little bit longer. Uh, that's what it was kind of like, but we caught up and it was so much fun. We went over to her place and recorded a podcast episode and we discussed like, so this is the first time we met in person and this has been 20 years in the making. Like we were experiencing the internet at the, the forefront of it, of the social aspect of the internet in like the early 2000s. Like this is like 2000, 2001, 2002. And we experienced that together. We shared that together. And it's it was interesting. So we discussed this in the podcast episode of like how how the internet was then and the culture and where it is now and where is it going and um, our generation as millennials is this kind of bridge between the the analog and digital world and where we're going and we're like the first first ones and wh when we say first ones we mean uh, to experience it in our youth. Youth drives culture. And so in our youth, as millennials, we push kind of that culture forward. Um, so it was really interesting, we had that conversation. Just caught up on life, talked about life. That episode will come out next. And it was a lot of fun. And then uh, Monday, went out, we went out to a wine bar. Again, I had a date. I haven't gone on a date I've been asking anybody out on a date in like a year and a half. <laughs> so I don't know. I was in Miami. I was like, hey, why not? And uh, so we had a great time. And then uh, then I went home Tuesday. And I've enjoyed the weather. It's I, I was talking about this on the trip too. It's like, um, well, talking to other like Miamians too. There's, there's, I mean, there's so much more to talk about in this, this episode of Rich Answers. But um just like the culture, I experienced this too, like being from the Midwest, I get so used to like my surroundings that it's, it feels like, I don't want to say a, um, like a home game, but it's like now I'm someone in another city and a lot of my recent travel experiences have been in like New York and New York and Chicago culture are, are like 
pretty similar as far as the vibe and like what people are doing. But Miami's a little different and uh, Miamians that I talked to would bring up like the materialism aspect of it and like the showiness and, and things like that. Um, but also too, something we discussed is like the concept of time and real reality. But on this trip, I couldn't tell if it was, if it went by slow or fast. Like I couldn't tell if the week felt like two days or like two months. And it's, it seems to be like a common, we're kind of like getting out of COVID or at least not in, you know, that, that intense time of COVID. But my, my like perception of time is distorted. And I don't know if it will always be that way. And like moving forward, it will always kind of like, I just, I feel like I experienced time differently before COVID where there was never ambiguity. It felt like how it felt in a way. And now time feels like it can be anything. <laughs> what like it can feel like infinite things at once. So I don't know. That was, <laughs> that's, it's an interesting thought. And, uh, but overall trip was great. And I met awesome people. I had an awesome time. I got a lot done by not doing a lot in a way. A lot of it was writing, reflecting, and just evaluating uh, where I'm at, where I want to go, what things I have to do. Uh, we've been having a lot of scientists, engineers, physicists on, and I'm inspired by them to apply more of the scientific process to the things that I'm doing and creating systems and processes uh, that can that I can observe the results and then change the variables again and just like keep tweaking and stuff. So I'm excited for that. Moving forward, um, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in this whole trip or this last like week since I've been back, it's not been a full week yet, but it's been processing. And I often do that. I'll have like processing days where I just like, <laughs> it's like a different way to work in a way. You're getting work done, but you're not working. You're not like in the weeds. That's a term that we say in the service industry, in the weeds, right? Um, you're able to like take a step back and then kind of see what's happening. And I'm really excited. We got we got a lot to do. And uh, podcast has been fun. We're gonna keep at it and and just keep meeting awesome people and exploring those relationships and and learn from them and their perspectives. It's exciting. It's exciting. So thank you for listening and watching to this segment of Rich Answers. Have an incredible day.